0: Uh, Let's pray. Father, we come to the end of our study, uh, and we are at at a place and a juncture that uh, gives us uh, just such a great opportunity to build off of the things we've looked at and and studied so far, but, Father, more importantly, to um, get a chance to ask some of the questions maybe we haven't yet and and get a chance to delve into those areas. Father, may this um, time together be such that it would just give each each person in this room a, an incredible amount of confidence about this living hope that we have and that we um, live our lives now in the shadow of eternity and that um, our eternal life as believers in Christ started the moment when we Christ and that is an ever increasing ever growing ever more powerful um, walk with you to understand you better to love you deep to please you other that that doesn't stop at our death's door which for the believer is just um, a doorway um, that opens into eternal life and everlasting everlasting. while we have everlasting life now, Father um, that will be everlasting life in your Father. I just thank you for each I pray that you happen to listen to this uh, study um, online. I pray that it would encourage each one's hearts um, see um, the day drawing nearer. (coughs) Father, may the um, measurable an utter confidence that we, we we have as a result of knowing that which lies uh, ahead, that you have um, personally been the architect of and, and are in the built and have laid, uh, laid out um, for those who love you. Father, I pray that it would just encourage each one's heart to stay. In His name. Amen. Um, we were just quickly talking about um, uh, what I'll call a a bimodal curve. So when you look at a standard dis- deviation of, um, in statistics, you, you have um, kind of a, um, the vast majority of people like underneath this bell curve, so to speak. Um, you may have some outliers here, you may have some outliers here, but the a- average is in, or mean is in the middle. Um, what's happening in the last 50 years, though, is on this same... Um, Course is that you have um, kind of a what I'll call a, a, a bimodal curve happening, and um, what we're saying is that as um, the end of days continues to accelerate, that that will continue to go and distribute itself for, to the left and to the right. And I'm not talking so much politically; I'm talking about. Um, those who are believers in Christ and those who are not believers in Christ. And that and that persecution across the world will continue to grow and tolerate. Um, it's interesting because the scriptures have promised that that will be the case. Make sense, everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. All right. Um, so a um, uh, couple things really quickly. Um, I asked you to develop a list of questions that you have about heaven. Hopefully you have some of those. And our goal here is to spend the majority of the front end of our time together together. Um, Answering your questions. That's the goal. Okay? Um, We uh, um, are in our fourth study, uh, fourth class, um, and we've called uh, the overall um, study um, an overview of heaven. So when I talk about an overview, it's really a survey. It's meant to be at 50,000 feet, give you the big picture, not able to go deep, but give you the broad, one-inch deep, one-mile wide. Uh, kind of approach, okay? And hopefully to whet your appetite. Um, so, but the outcomes that I'm looking for is that we would learn as a result of going through this to long for um, home and to be home free. Um, did I tell you that, my, my personal story about home? Did I tell you that the first week or anything? Mm-hmm. About w- my home, personally? No, I, I don't know if I did. So I, I was born and raised in in Africa. Um, my parents were missionaries, so um, when uh, when I was about nine, we came. We well, no, it would have been about five, four or five. Um, we came home for our um, our first uh, furlough, um, and we stayed in in uh, Wheaton. My my mom was from Wheaton. My dad um, was Canadian, um, and so um, but we we flew into New York, Amsterdam, if I remember correctly. Um we landed, and my mom and dad, if I remember correctly they either they either got out of the off the plane because back then you remember they didn't have the runway you know they didn't have the yeah. walkways right you walked down onto the ground right and i can't remember exactly whether my dad like stooped down and kissed the ground or 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 just made you know uh, the comment about um, smelling and uh, breathing in deeply and uh, saying to my mom, it, "It's so great to be home," and uh, I uh, was totally kind of confounded um, because, um, and, and I started asking, asking them questions, and I was like, "Because I was the oldest child, you know, the rest of the kids were a little." I said, "Well, home, home. That this isn't home. Home for me was in. Home for me was in. I D was in. I don't know. This isn't home." Um, you know, and, and sometimes I wonder if, if we um, saddle for calling home that which is not home. When you think of home, what are some of the things that come to your mind, personally? Describe home. Okay, good. Safe place. Most Com- of, comfort. Ho- comfort. Dwelling. Okay. Dwelling. What else? A dwelling place. Anything else? What's interesting about these words? What are your observations? They're all, all, all positive. That's hopefully, if you had a good experience growing up, that it was. I can certainly tell from the standpoint of some situations that that, that might not have been a great experience. But, but if I'm, um, you know, there's comfort. There's, it's a safe place. It's familiar. Um, I mean, I think these are pretty powerful feelings. Uh, it's almost like you've been. Uh, created for it, you know, it's like, um, it, it's just very, um, how do you say, uh, very much, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what the right word is, right, it's just very much kind of uh, part of who you are, does that make sense? Part of your identity. Identity, that's a great one, identity, my identity. Certainly, you, you think about that in your room, right? You kind of create things in your room. To, they're part of who you are, right? Um, do, you, do you think that this is how Adam and Eve must have felt, um, in Eden? And if, and I think this is true, if Eden swirling in our veins, isn't this what we long for? And I would, I would say, almost another one would be kind of fulfillment. Probably. Yeah. Feed and swirling our veins, That then this is like we long for that. Um, so, home, home free, we talked about that also. Um, we, we had an introduction, a timetable looking beyond what we can see of biblical theology of heaven last week and this week in biblical answers and responses. Um, okay, uh, I, I introduced you to a new word last week uh, eucatastrophe. Eucatastrophe. Any, anybody remember? And can give me an example of you catastrophe. Come on. It's
1: like the end of a story when you see all the actions that take
0: place yeah, and, 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 the, the, and the page turns. Right. right? Yep. You know, when I think of Lord of the Rings, they were in the they had the five armies, <laughs> if you ever watched that movie. And and they're all like the end is near, right? And then all of a sudden, in the eastern sky, it broke, and Gandalf and all the armies came over the hill, and it was like the whole narrative's going to change. <laughs> the whole narrative's going to change, and so you catastrophe was um, a word that was that was developed by J.R. Tolkien, and um, and if. Um, the second coming of Christ and the, and the creation of the new earth, heavens and new earth really function as the culminative culmination of God's redemptive plan and the e-c- the eucatastrophe of eternity. That's it. Yeah, the eucatastrophe of eternity. It's the stuff of eternity. It's it's the thing that like turns the needle, and all of a sudden, boom! The resurrection is the is the eucatastrophe according to Tolkien of time and history, but I believe. The other is the eucatastrophe of eternity. Okay, so it just like, whoa, I never saw that one coming. Like, wow. Amazing. Okay? Um, you get
1: the stuff of eternity. Stuff of eternity. Oh, stuff
0: of eternity. Yeah. yeah, the stuff of eternity. Yep. The stuff of eternity. So I'm not gonna spend time going through this at all because we've we looked at it in our in our first time, in the timeline at least. Um, But I'm just going to leave this up here because it might spark some questions that you might have, but uh, um, I asked you to uh, write out your questions, and we're we're going to deal with those on the front end, and then as we get closer to the um, halfway point or three-quarter way point, I'm going to um, transition to try to culminate our study and close out our study as it pertains to not just biblical answers today. But I think what's most important is what is our response to those and to the biblical to a biblical theology of heaven right now, this day, in this that walk this this earth. Okay, Make sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, balls in your court. You want to just go around this way? How do you want to do it? Mary's got one. I know that. I, I, talked, <laughs> I talked to her before she start, We started. So let's go this way. <laughs>
2: okay, <popcorn>. <laughs> <laughs> My question was. Um, how
0: does cremation play into It's a great great question. So so how does creation play, uh, cremation play cremation play into um, into uh, heaven. Um, so throughout the whole all of scripture um, and history um, what's been fascinating is that um, the body the, the physical body has always been um, in the Judeo-Christian narrative or or belief structure, has always been um, honored as as uh, God God having created that. Um, so it's always been that way. Relatively lately, um, whether due to convenience or due to whatever the case may be, you you do ha- you have seen cremation become more. Of an option for people. Um, in fact, I'll share with you. My my father was uh, passed away, summer and and his um, a year ago. And his uh, uh, he, uh, he, we had he, he was cremated, um, and so we struggled through that that question also personally. In our, um. Well, before I take a crack at it, any any thoughts? Okay. Now, now we're now now it's not mark answering the question you guys've all gone through some 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 discussion and work through here okay so this question's on the table how would you answer it
2: okay i i've been
0: working through it working through okay. it this okay. is
2: why i'm asking this question i've i don't understand the bible and and i do have my catholic background plus the mm-hmm. christian so i'm trying to
0: put it together <laughs> yeah
2: put it together and figure out where is it is it Okay to be cremated? Is it not okay? Yeah. That's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know.
0: Well, here's the question you have, right? Is God big enough to put it all back together again? Well, <laughs> no, I
2: know He's big enough to put it back together. Right, 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 right. With, with God, He can do anything. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. My question is I know you, ashes, you know, they say ashes to ashes, dust mm-hmm. to dust. Mm-hmm. Well, you're born. Of a little little <laughs> thing, and then you go to dust. Mm-hmm. So, how? I, I tell you, that's my
0: yeah. It's a great question. Okay, let's let's go. What do you think? And like like, like Marty said, time. we're gonna go quick. We're gonna <laughs> quick, 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 <laughs> quick. Feedback. I, I <laughs> really
3: quick, just anybody yeah. can ask a question. But I, I I'm still confused on what you're wondering. It,
0: that God, God is capable, or is it the, the right body thing to the thing do?
2: Body got burned, and now, now has No, purpose? because I know for a fact. When you pass, this is my theory, mm-hmm. okay? Once you pass, your soul is going to go mm-hmm. out of your body, leaves your body. And, and
0: we, we studied that. Right, yep. we
2: studied that. That's the chart here on, on the screen. But then you go to heaven, you know? I mean, your soul will go into the resting place there. And, but then I believe, this is my belief, the works and, and, and following the Lord's works mainly is what gets you into heaven that make sense? I, I understand right? your point. Um, but the, is it, in other words, are you going to hell because you cremated? It's a, it's a really good question. So, mean, so
0: let me take them one at a time and anybody else going to jump in. So um, we, we get to heaven not through our good works, right? right? We get to heaven on one th- and thing and one thing only and that is what have I done with christ's death on the cross for my sins have i accepted his gift free gift on my behalf for my sins that's that's how i will have the opportunity to have eternal life so as i've done that now we were clear about where our immaterial portion of our body goes after death you know paul says absent from the body our immaterial self, as believers in Christ, will be present with the Lord, and where is that today? We saw that it's in the third heaven. Right. Okay, and then non-believers, their immaterial self, will go to Hades until the, the resurrection. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's clear. Everybody's got that picture, right? And so, second point is, you know, is it is it okay, or, or am I going to um, suffer some consequences of judgment or something else um, for for being cremated or, or or being a part of cremation. And what would you say here? No. Okay. No. No, but it was for free pagan religions Correct. cremated the body to prove or to credit yes. God can't God can't, God can't pull the body it together. <laughs> right. And look, if the Lord who put us together from nothing doesn't need he does substance to put us raise <laughs> us either at the tribulation, I'm uh, um, sorry, rapture, or second coming, back from nothing again. Yeah. You know
3: because the, what about people who get to the ocean and get eaten by sharks and then mm-hmm. their
0: body is all over the place and mm-hmm. the guy couldn't resurrect them. Yeah. 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 of course he can. Yeah. not yeah. So 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 feel confident to that end. Um, there is no judgment upon a person who chooses that 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 direction. Now if they're the reasons behind why they chose it you know had to go back to this other situation right. then you know then then let's talk about that and we'd have a we'd have a concern around that we'd have to work through that right. biblically right, right. to right. make sure they had a, a clear understanding right. but 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 as we've talked about here um should be fun, should be okay just, yeah, great just question to,
2: it it's 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 yeah. you know just that's a great question some things are cultural they are yes. know, like very the Bible, much so babe now
3: no right. so i think culture
0: Correct. So, right. I, I think
3: would you, you know. Personally you can
0: still have a memorial my mom yeah. made it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
3: Remember remembering Exactly. Her
0: faith. And we did so the same. you can have yeah. I think some people think Great question, of, but I great think it's input. You're going to see a lot of that continue on yeah. a bimodal curve to right. kind of separate. The question is is Here's the key question on most of these things it's it's okay it's not what and how and when and where it's why. Why brings meaning? Why gives purpose? Why brings um, conversation around why is, is what you want to try to have? Good. Other questions? <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a lot of hard questions out there. Okay, go ahead.
3: touched a little bit about um, like how we're abs and like
0: what's yep. like, um, family and we're going to live at family great question um we we will live as a big family then (laughs) um and uh you know another one that kind of comes along the same lines is you know will we recognize our spouses Mm -hmm. will there be marriage in heaven will there be procreation in heaven will there be sex in heaven Um, all of those questions come out too and so um maybe i just hit them really quick so we will we will know people that we know interesting enough we we'll probably know people we don't know just mm-hmm. on because like on the mount transfiguration i mean peter james and john did, did, did How the how they it, it's not clear from the text at least but they appeared to know who these two other people were um Though they never met never one. met them before yeah. never i mean it's not like back then they had the pho- photographs of <laughs> moses <laughs> oh, yeah, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah really important thing um I believe we'll will know those people there, also based upon our relationships here. So so if I, you know, Sally, I will know her as my spouse, um, my children, my my children who I never met, um, for for some reasons there. Pardon me. Is
1: there a verse or is there a section of the Bible? that works? Um, because I know that questions asked yeah. a lot, and you know, you guys are, Different questions, but I, I haven't been able to find uh, it.
0: on which point
1: uh, that you'll know who your family is and you'll interact.
0: With um, them. so good question. Well,
3: the one verse we did last week about um,
2: heaven,
0: mm-hmm. how there'll be no correct. tears.
2: Correct. So, that correct. So correct.
0: on family. Correct, and, and and the I thought the other one you were going to was the one we talked about last week in in the Revelation where it's, it's talking about the the those in the in in the third heaven. Were, were asking God for, um, to act on behalf of those who were on earth, that they could literally see um, from the third heaven that they were being persecuted. And so they knew them, they knew of them. When those got martyred and were brought to heaven, they knew them, they knew who they were, they knew that they were the ones who were persecuted. They knew that they were the ones that were before the Lamb and were different than others because of that issue. And so, um, I mean, I could, that's just so off the top of my head. So yeah, uh, It's chapter 6, Revelation 6, um, verse 9, 10, and 11. I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of the, God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. So how would they know that? If they hadn't, didn't know them, hadn't seen that, and didn't know the experience they've gone through, or, or even that they were probably talking about their experience before the throne. <laughs> mm-hmm. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said in a out of a loud voice, "How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you keep from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on earth?" So they, they've seen that, they see what's going on and therefore there's this interaction. It appears here. Appear.
1: Well, did they see it, or or was that Paul that saw them, and they went through it? So they don't. You know, it, it reads like, you know, all saw them when the fifth seal. You no, know, they you, cried out. You mean John? You know, John, 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 excuse me. Yeah. John, John saw them when they, when they uh, opened the fifth seal, and and he saw those souls that had suffered, and they were crying out to God. You know how long, you know, before your venture? Just like you know, somebody beats me up, and they, hey, you know, what are you going to? But how would that? they? Hey, how would
0: they know that that's going on?
1: Because they were killed.
0: Right, but how would they know that it's still going on?
1: Well, I don't know that they know it's still going on. They say that, but
0: they say that. They say, um, how long, O Lord, will you keep from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? In other words, after they've left, somehow they have an ability to know that it didn't stop. It's still going on. Because why would he ask them to avenge it now? That's the point. So it appears, and even for the people who are there, that they know, they connect, they have familiar familiarity with um, who did what and what happened. And, and it only stands to reason that our ability to know uh, and thread back through redemptive part of our lives, because he says, like, we forever, Paul says, we forever will be making much of what God did In this life, about his glory in our lives, and so how would we be able to make much of that in the eternal state, and pull the golden threads that Mm -hmm. wind through all of our lives to see how God's hand was working if we didn't have familiarity with those situations? Yeah,
1: it seemed like the rich man and Lazarus and Abraham—they all—it's a great example.
0: It's a great example. That's a yeah, right, right off the bat. that's a great example. Yeah, that's a really good example because that, and we looked at that passage um, as a, as a great Billy um, because they wanted <laughs> as it says, the, the the first missionaries who have died. Right? <laughs> they wanted to go back and tell them about, yeah, um, what's coming. Pretty scary. So, yeah, Luke sixteen. <laughs> 16 yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. Great question. Um, other questions, you guys. What do you want? It, you, who's first so, like, huh? but that's a great question can i can i put in a submission <laughs> what that's fascinating so um uh, uh let's see so turn to revelation chapter two um verse uh seventeen he says He's talking about the Nicolaitans, and he says, uh, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Church to him who overcomes, okay, so this is one who has overcome, speaking of the fact that this will be after he overcomes, okay. I will give him some of the hidden manna, okay, this, this idea of divine sustenance through Christ, and I will give him a white stone, um, and a new name written on that stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. There's another passage that I could go to, um, which is fascinating. Um, let me t- tell you that one. And it's not so much talking about a new name, but it's talking about um, experience. And so, like, um see if I can find it. Really, uh, I'll describe it. It's that these believers... In heaven, sing a new song, and the question is: is like the way it's characterized is like only those people there can sing that song, and and something about that song, or in this situation, their name, okay, that is special to them. It's it's God given to them, and whether it's this passage on the uh, uh, about. no one knows it but he who receives it or whether it's this new song. It's, it's, it's a new name, new song in character. It's, and so what do I mean by that? It's, it's that those people were, they developed, they wrote out a new song to sing and, and only they could sing it. Why is that the case? Because they were singing about a, a martyrdom experience that no one else had experienced. And no one else could sing it in the same way. Because it was only them who had experienced it. And so they sang it with all the gusto that only someone who has this ex- personal experience could sing it and mean it. Someone else who had not been martyred could sing the song, but not the same, the same way. Thing. Not in the same way. And same thing with this name. is like, I have that name. I gave it to you. Price, what did he do? He, he changed Peter's name. He changed Saul's name. Okay? Why would we believe that he wouldn't consider doing that? I'm not saying he's going to do it. There's no clarity to that. But he has a habit of saying, you were this, and now you are this. Yeah.
1: Change. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very much so. Yep. Good question. Other, other ones. What's going to happen to the earth? Destroyed. Everybody agree with that? Mm-hmm. Rebuilt? Rebuilt? That's different than destroyed. Uh, okay. That, okay. That, that would be kind of the perspective. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me take it out of the setting that we're talking about for a second. Will our... So what happens in our redemption? Let, let me take it out of that <coughs> setting for a second. Let's go back to the earth the way it was. What happened back then... As to the Earth, judgment on it. okay, the flood, yeah, why did the flood come upon the earth? wanted to judge the, the inhabitants that were on mm-hmm. earth, because he said there was other than these people he rescued, he said there was nothing but sin, mm-hmm. and sin left to its own devices will just permeate itself into becoming worse and worse and worse else else? okay
2: with, with, with water with water with water, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: That's a really good question, though. <laughs> it's a great question. But when he did it with water, talk to me about what he did. Protected this this group of people, yeah, right. saved them, rescued them. Mm-hmm. But what happened to the earth? New start? Was it thrown away?
2: No. depends how you look at it. The old was thrown away, the new came about. Yeah. For
0: being The, the earth, the earth as earth, earth stayed, stayed right. and... God's judgment upon that was cataclysmic. We're still seeing the effects of it still today, mm-hmm. and and it was holistic. It was cataclysmic. It was transformative, transformative. Yet the old was the same as the new, from the standpoint of the earth. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and the, in, and, in essence, and in essence, the saved the rescued people. Really important. Hold that point for a second. Now let's talk about what happens in redemption of, our, of, our, of us. We were sinful. What happened as a result of Christ? Sins are forgiven. Rescued. We've been rescued. And what promise. will happen in the promise? What, what's going to happen in the promise? Does he wad us up and throw us away? Okay. And, and there's a coming, call it glorification pro- time, that happens when we see him, and we will get what new bodies, and our souls, immaterial self, and our bodies, new bodies, will be forever glued together, called the resurrection. Okay, and will those, based upon what what I've just said here, will those new bodies be um, the same, similar, or different than our current bodies? It's kind of a trick question. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I, I think they'll be glorified. Okay. But I don't know that we'll exac- exactly look the same either because when Jesus wrecked him, they didn't recognize him. I mean, Well, they
0: didn't recognize him till they got closer. Then they recognized him. <laughs> when he came into the room, what they say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew him like that. Really knew. Yeah. They really knew. him like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reason why they were questioning is like, I, like, your dad,, <laughs> yeah. but the
1: women that saw him were right next to
0: him <laughs> yeah well and and there was times there where um and, and like on the road mentally, you know, yeah like on the road to Emmaus, you know right. they're not even thinking that somebody's walking with them who was resurrected, but he opened their eyes so that they would see him right, so um <laughs> but when they opened his, when he opened their eyes that they would see him, they saw him because they they recognized him because he was him, I mm-hmm. so uh, so Last week we read that in the same way as his body was, our bodies, we'll talk about the, uh, our, our new bodies. So um, there's an essence there that is, will be totally recognizable. It will be, it will be our, our bodies, but it will be that they have been changed, that they have been made eternal, right. that they have been made immortal at that time. Does that make sense? So, if that's true about our bodies and, so so let me ask you a different question. If God didn't do, didn't plan to do that and he just threw our old bodies away and started something completely new, um, is that, would that really be redemption? Would that really, like, who wins in that case? Like, doesn't Satan win? I mean, like, God... It, it's, he, he, he wins in that setting a lot because um, God wants to completely transform who, who we are to become like his son. Starting that process now, he will complete that process by then. And so, um, in the same way, when we think about the earth... The Earth, so turn with me to second Peter Second Peter chapter um, three. He starts out this chapter by talking about um, reminding them and that uh, um, there's people who mock Christ's second coming because it's being so slow. but he says um, uh, w- when they say this, verse five, um, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago and that the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, quote-unquote, being flooded with water. But um, but the present heavens and earth, by his word, are, be, are being, present tense, reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. So back to your point, you know, water and fire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go with me to... Um, Verse 10, um, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief um, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be, quote, burned up. So let's pause there for a second. Um, this, this word, um, this word pass away, um, never in the scriptures does it mean to annihilate. And he talks about new here. It's not like new, another one. It's it's about new in quality. So this concept of burned up is the idea of being quote laid bare. How was the earth laid bare with water? Judged it, everything on it, and so it was completely decimated. But he made the he renewed that earth at that time. In the same way with fire. He's going to, quote, lay bare everything that is in, in the universe from, as we read in Revelation 21, the old things are going to pass away. What's the old things? It's the things of the first Adam. It is the curse. It is, it is the, 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 the outcomes of sin. He's going to completely lay bare. He's going to completely decimate. But he's going to take the same earth and he's going to redo it in, and renew it and redeem it and all of creation into what he wants it to be. And that will be far better than what God called Eden, because it it will be eternal in nature, It, it never to fall again, never, never to experience the outcomes or the, the aspects of the fall again. He says the old things will be never, never again. Does that make sense so far? Okay. So... So with that picture, that now, for the first time, will um, fit with uh, what we read in Daniel last time, if you remember, if you flip to Daniel, which was that um, he says um, in chapter um, 7, when we talked about um, the fact that um, uh, Jesus Christ that the the Son of Man is given this dominion, verse 5, excuse me, verse uh, 14, and His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will, what? Not pass away. So that is completely inconsistent with what what we said most people would consider or believe that the earth would pass away. Follow me? And so, you keep going here. He says... um, 27. Then, after the Antichrist is completely annihilated, destroyed forever, he says, the sovereignty and the dominion and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. So this is that, back to what we said, is the, you know, the, that, that critical few that God rescued in water, now he has this, this posterity of the people of God both Jews and non-Jews that are believers in Christ. Um, he says, um, people of the saints of the highest one, his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him. So it will, uh, there, there's this direct continuity of all the kingdoms of the earth and the redeemed cultures of the earth not being burnt up, but the, all that were the evidentiary outcomes from the curse will be laid bare and completely taken away. Huh? Mm-hmm. Great question. To me, the works being judged. Yeah, it's a great, you know, great the, point. The fire doesn't burn them up. Lades, lays, lays them bare. bare. <laughs> <laughs> Through. Through. Yeah. Of which, that will be made much of for eternity by everybody. Because it's not about us, it's about God and about His glory that, that, that everybody will have for eternity. Good question.
3: But speaking of grounds and Jewels yeah. And then Bible. And, and yeah. So is that a log gonna fit for sure? Yeah, that's a great question. And how are we gonna, tr- you know, this I asked George. So crowns, jewels, travel. actual size, and we gold. all gonna fit
0: in and the travel. And, pardon me? and travel. And travel. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, three over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it.
3: The Bible has those streets of gold. Yeah. Which. I think <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think wanna there say there, there would right? Be well I know like us well, us be like Jesus and he through a
0: wall, correct? So let's let's come back to that in just a second. So let's let me take him one at a time. So let's go to Crowns and Jewels. Let's go to crowns and jewels first. So um, let's go to uh, where am I here? Let's see. uh one second. ah okay, hang on. <laughs> Uh there's a few passages on this whole crowns and jewels and uh things. Um one of the ones that's used um is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 um about uh the context here. It it, it does say um the man builds upon a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, hay, f- straw, um that it'll be burned up. Um others uh with uh, precious stones and silver and gold will will stand the test of time. So some of, it says, uh, verse 14, if any man's work it, upon which he has built it remains, he shall receive a reward. The other parts of that will be burnt up. Um, so some of that thought process comes from this passage. Um, while I don't have time to go into this passage, um, I will say that um, I, I don't believe that that's what this passage is talking about. If you take the passage in its entirety, starting even back verses, what you find is that Paul is talking about his his ministry versus other people's ministry, like Cephas, Peter, and Paulos, and that kind of thing, and then others. And so the outcome of that process is that um, those who those who are doing those who are doing their ministry for the Lord as their motivation as as uh, he uses the language here uh, builders or master builders that's like pastors pastor teachers that that their their work their ministry will um, flourish it'll it'll grow it'll be quote self evident over time um, and those who aren't self-evident over time, it will be burned up and suffer loss, so as through fire. And so I do. I personally, while others may not agree, I personally believe this passage is, is really talking about the here and now. It's not so much talking about the there and then. It's really talking about the fact that ministry, those who are laying foundations, those who are builders, teachers, pastors, um, as they build their ministry will become self-evident, whether it flourishes or whether it just. But so I'll put that one aside for a second. But there are other passages, certainly in the Revelation, where it talks about um, crowns. Uh, uh, Thessala, uh, Paul talks about crowns in other places and rewards. Um, in fact, in uh, in Hebrews um, chapter ten, he says uh, very clearly. He says. Uh, um, uh, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, um, which has great reward. 10:35. Uh, for you have need of endurance. Um, one who is coming will come, and says, uh, "Don't shrink back." And so, this idea of um, there's a couple of passages in the Revelation talk about the crown of um, crown of righteousness, crown of um, faithfulness. I think it is uh, also. Um, I think all of them are. Talking about the fact that, and I've I, uh, one of the great reminders I, I use for myself, and I write it down, and I remind myself of this to, day in and day out, week in week out, is that talked about it when we first started here is that um, everything counts. It's life, everything counts, and so my responses count, decisions count, and how can I be so confident to that? It's because of this passage in Hebrews. He says. Um, God remembers everything. God sees everything. God rewards everything. Whether I can, whether I think anybody else is seeing, whether I think anybody else is watching, whether I think anybody else is is, going to remember, God remembers. God says, like, I will remember. I will reward you accordingly. And, And that reward would just suggest that I think the whole of Scripture is moving towards the fact that our reward is Christ our reward is him in eternity it's the what greatest reward feel these <laughs> rewards that yeah. ending on the It's a great question. Correct. That going to remember yes. me, what we've done. Correct. Is, but but as I'll an example like, are you ever going to regret that you didn't I would feel no But but there will be um, you know we we see from the, the passage where he talks about the the, the talents right so, you talk, yeah very much so he talks about the talents and that, you know, vested. And he also talks about to him who is given much, much will be required, right? And so he also talks about how um, as we grow, in, and I talked about earlier when we were talking about, you know, Revelation 1, where he talks about like we have two roles in heaven, really, at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's fulfilling our God-given, why he's created us, which has to do with experience, talents, gifts, all the peace, passions. And then the other part is as worshipers, we become worshiper, worshipers that, um, so those two roles, um, leadership is the key thing in that that first one. And so how we grow in our leadership skills, how we grow in our ability to lead others, how we grow in our ability to lead being given things to make much of um, or to make more of or to grow or develop, those are all little different kinds of ways that leadership skills are developed and grown. But those appear, based upon all the things I just talked about, as key components of the eternal state from a role perspective, from an experience perspective, from a fulfillment perspective, um, from, a, from a value that I'm able to bring to the kingdom, to his glory, for his purpose, um, Okay, so um, any other anything else on that? So I, I believe that the rewards won't be kind of like okay, you get the three diamonds, you know, and you get six pearls. Okay, it's it's really about um, having a greater opportunity to impact the kingdom, result of the decisions I'm making in this life. Um, but it really kind of all comes back to pleasing God. It just comes back to pleasing God. It's just so simple. I think it's levels of, of of leadership is how I see it. I Le- You said like
3: there's no church so it's not Right.
0: Like... Right. No, it, it, it's it's levels of leadership that serve his mm-hmm. in the eternal state for serve God. I mean, we will ser- be serving him directly. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of this, I, you know, I talked a little bit about this, but and Randy Alcorn makes a huge point of it, and I think it's so crazy, amazing is that if if Daniel 12 is is accurate mm-hmm or Daniel 7 is accurate. And when we're bringing into this eternal kingdom that will never, ever go away, we'll do nothing but grow, flourish, um, explode um, uh, in, in, in technology, in, in, in travel, in all these things that today everybody is developing each of these little things with IP, right? You know what IP is? <laughs> IP, and they're trying to get their IP... Um, secured so that it, you know, people will make much of them. <laughs> the, the eternal state is going to be about everybody sharing all the things that they're doing, and everybody building on everybody's shoulders and shoulders from back in time all the way forward. And no one cares about getting getting the kudos. No one cares about the attaboy or attagirl. Everybody is only completely fixated on glorifying God. Yeah, you can imagine like how much synergistic things can occur when people don't care about who gets the glory. And 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 that will just I think like explode. And it's going to be crazy amazing like what what's going to happen as a result of that, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um so that takes care of that. So then, what was the next one again? Um, actual size. Size. So,
3: yes.
0: Yeah, so, um, turn with me to Revelation chapter 21. Probably not going to get to the things I thought I was going to, so you might be able to get it uh, from the PowerPoints that are in. Uh, will be in the notes. Um, but I think this is more... Let's let's meet your needs here. Um, so uh, let let's start by taking a look at the New Heavens and New Earth and just read this. Um, somebody want to read one through through eight first?
1: For the first heaven and the first earth, heaven, there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, a bride beautifully dressed. I heard a loud voice from the throne, "How the dwelling of God is with men. Live with them. They will be His people." God himself, who will wipe away every tear from their eyes. No more death, or more crying, or old order of things. Who was seated on the throne said, making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for He said to me, the beginning and the end, drink without cost from the spring of water, of the way I will be his God. Powerfully, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, will practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all the liars. Their place will be
0: in the- And then verses 9 uh, through um, let's take a look through 21, uh, what we see is the, this new capital city that uh, Marty's re- referring to. It, uh, it's called the New Jerusalem and uh, we see the appearance of the city in verses 9 through 11 here and then we see the description of the city here in uh, really 12 through um, 21 let's look at. So uh, the, the appearance of the city says, verse 9, And one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming, out, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Glory of God. So th- the appearance of the city um, somehow is... Um, We see from up above uh, that it's going to come down out of heaven in verse 1 and 2. And it will come down to earth and and be part of this new heavens and new earth. And so one would say that the holy city exists today in in the third heaven. It is what Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come and I will bring you with me to that place so that where I am, you may be also. Then, we come to chapter 21, verse 1 and 2, and he says, then when I create this new heavens and new earth, I'm going to bring that which is there here to this earth. Make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Everybody? Yeah? So it's there already? It's there already. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Um, and the language we, we looked at was that it, it actually has been built by him, and it's awaiting, it's, it, it's, un, it's uh, uncovering. Mm-hmm. So, it's so. uncovering. there. Correct, exactly. And so then we, we, we start into this uh, description. So let's take a look at the description. So the description of the city starts in verse 11. He says, And her, her brilliance was like the, like a very costly stone, as a stone of crystal clear jasper. Um, this crystal clear jasper is, is the stone that would be very similar to a diamond. Crystal clear, ability to see through it, multifaceted, white light, light against... Jasper would explode to every color of the rainbow. It had a great wall, a high wall, with 12 gates, and at those gates, 12 angels. And the names were written on them, which were the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel. And there were three gates on the east, three on on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles, of the Lamb, so you see this unification just in the foundations and and the gates, with names of, of of the twelve tribes of Israel, and and so you see this continuity in, in unity coming out of history, into this eternal state in the eternal city, and you see continuity of, the apostles for the New Testament versus the Old Testament, this continuity coming out and. Landing it with names for uh, these t- foundation stones um, from the church, as opposed to um, Jew- Jewish nation, and so he says. Um, and by the way, by the way, the wall here is not for protection, um, uh, but exclusivity. So I'll talk more about that in a second. But it's glorious. It's beautiful, um, and and we see. Um, uh, verse 15, and the one who spoke to me had a gold measuring rod to measure the city and its gates and its wall. And the, and the city is laid out as a square, um, and its length is as great as its width. And he measured the city with a rod. 1,500 miles, uh, its length, width, and height are equal. Um, and he measured its wall 72 yards. Um, 72 yards would be about 216 fall. According to human measurements, um, here you go, which are also angelic measurements. So he's saying, look, all the things I'm going to tell you about here, while I'm telling you about heaven, like they use the same measuring sticks—a yard's a yard, a cubit's a cubit, blah blah blah. Okay, and so he's saying it's the same. It's not like okay, there's this like transformation you got to take, and you know one yard is worth one foot, or you know, he's saying it's the same. Okay, Um, and so, fifteen hundred miles is is crazy. So this could be a this could be a a square, equidistant square, or it could be a a, a pyramid kind of approach where it's because it just says it's, fifteen hundred this way, fifteen hundred this way, and fifteen hundred this way. So it could be either of those two possible. but huge. We, I mean, nothing even comes close to what we would see here. And so, for this to be on Earth with this high or big of a structure, um, obviously, um, the normal turning of the world and everything else, God has does something to make it work. I don't quite know what that looks like or is, but we have to. Uh, I believe we, you know, it is what it is. Um, verse eighteen. And the material of the wall was jasper again that diamond right A- and the city was pure gold like clear glass um how many of you have seen clear gold like pure glass like it's stunning like you can see through it is the idea but it's gold you can see through it it's transparent and i believe it's transparent to reflect the transcendent glory of god uh the the, the foundation stones of the city wall are adorned with every kind of precious stone the f- foundation stone with jasper, the second sapphire, the third calcine, the fourth emerald, sardonyx, sardius, chrysolite, beryl, um, topaz. Um, by the way, when I was in Nigeria we collected topazes and we had this whole thing, huge thing of topazes and we were going to get on the, on the plane um, and, uh, and emeralds. We had emeralds. We had, we, we had all these things and uh, it was going to be so heavy and so they said, no, can't. we took them out there and dumped them. oh my gosh they dumped these oh my goodness Um, uh, the city was pure gold like clear glass the foundations of the wall adorned amethyst, jacinth Uh, the gates were twelve pearls each gate was a single pearl stunning, huge um, pure gold like transparent glass no temple in it for the Lord God the Almighty, the Lamb, and its temple, and its city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its light is the Lamb. Its nations walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. So again, there's the the capital city, the eternal city of God, Jerusalem, that it's described here, but it's not the only place where people live. They, they, they will live around the whole earth because it says the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it mm-hmm. also. And so in daytime, there'll be no night there. Its gates shall ever be closed. Now, it's not saying that there isn't any night and day. It's just saying that where God's glory, because he dwells there, this explosion of light just like goes through everything that's there. And, and it's just light all the time. There's no need for us. For, for for lights. And, so there
3: is space around. Correct. This is where correct. it's outside of this. It appears that way. Yeah.
0: Um, that's what it appears to be. Yeah. Yep. But we're not all
3: going to be living
0: in uh, I don't world. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I th- I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. Um I not it's not completely clear. Um but it does say that, that the nations shall walk by its light. So these are these are these are um used the word gentiles. It's talking about uh, nations. It's talking about Gentiles, and so this would be rescued or saved Gentiles. Okay, shall walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Um, so it, it appears that there's there's a broader, you know, living place that occurs around the earth. And I, can't, I can't be completely dogmatic on it, but it appears that that's the case. Um, nothing unclean will ever come into it. Um, no one is going to be on in this eternal state um, that are. Um, not written in the Lamb's book of life. Verse chapter 22, and he showed me a river of the water of life clear as crystal coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street. So this this river of the water of life um, also ties to the, the tree of life in verse 2. Okay? So the w- river of the water of life and the tree of life are both in <coughs> this city. And they... they, they um, they, they grow. The, the tree of life is growing on each side of the, the water of life, and it appears that the water of life is 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 throughout the whole infrastructure completely. And it, it flows from God's throne, which it does. It's not clear about, but it appears to be maybe at the top of that, um, maybe. Um, and it says that it bears twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit uh, and leaves healing of the nations you know when i when I read chapter one of psalm and talks about psalm one it talks about those who love the word of God will be you know, planted like by the river of water and that their their leaves will never you know die you know they'll be flourishing they'll have fruit at all times and I think of this verse it's 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 that this is like this is like Nature on steroids. <laughs> it's like, like beautiful, phenomenal, right? Um, uh, and there we no longer curse. There you go. And the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. it. It doesn't say at the top of it, but it in the middle of it somehow. His His bond servants shall serve them. They shall see his face. This idea of seeing his face is you know familiarity, um, presence, intimacy. His name shall be on their foreheads. Is the idea that God owns us. That's the idea there. That's the conclusion you come with. And there, and there are no longer any night, no longer any light of the lamp or the light of the sun, um, because the Lord God shall illumine them and they shall reign forever and ever. And so this eternal state um, and fellowship that we're having there um, is laid out. And it, it's, um, this idea of fulfillment is, back to this definition of home, that we had up here is just, it, it infuses this whole passage. It's like, oh, so great. You know, I walked out yesterday, right? I mean, I come from Africa, I come from California, right? You know, we lived in Vista. You know, the Chamber of Commerce in Vista said that, you know, uh, you know their tagline for, for Vista, California is the most sought after climate in the world, <laughs> right? And then I come here. <laughs> And, and yesterday, for the first time, maybe it's happened before, but I've been working. But for the first time, I walked outside. And I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Sun shining. It's 78 degrees. It's so watching. amazing. I was like, oh, to die for, right? <laughs> um, and then, in ch- so does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. So then we go to chapter 22, verses um, 7 through um, 6 through, um, excuse me, 21. And here we see God's final words. God's final words. First first of all, we'll see an epilogue in verse 6. Verse 7 through um, 12, we'll see God's message to believers. And then verse uh, verse, uh, 13 through 21, we're going to see God's message to non-believers. Okay? Follow me? Mm -hmm. So the epilogue says this. This is the epilogue to the book. He says, and he, the angel, from Revelation 1, says to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his bondservants the things which must shortly take place. So, when I think about prophecy, when I think about the future, when I think about all these things that we've been studying about just heaven, I say to myself, like, like God doesn't leave us without um, a record. Like, like, he's given us this for purpose. It's not for us to go, well, everybody believes something different, so therefore I can't figure out anything. No. he. I mean, like when you read scripture, it's scripture, I believe. I, I think he gives it to us to understand and to be able to make decisions around and believe that this is going to happen. And yeah, maybe it looks this way or this way, but I mean, this is going to happen. So I, he says his, his word is faithful and true. Um, and it's what is going to shortly take place? His message to believers is, verse 7, And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw the, am the one who heard and saw these things. So he's like, let me be clear. Okay? This is something somebody told me. I heard. I personally saw these things. I was taken up. I thought this happened. Okay? And when he, when I heard and saw I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things, he said, do not do that, for I am a fellow servant of yours uh, and of your brethren. The prophets of those who heed the words of this book, he says, when it's all said and done, worship God. I, something tells me that's the same conclusion that, 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 that uh, um, David's son Solomon comes up with, right? Like after it's all said and done, yeah worship god um and he, and he, and he says um uh, verse 10 and he said to me do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is near the whole point is like um tell people about this don't don't hold it you know don't hold it back like communicate this to people i, I think we've fallen down on this i really do um and he said to me, uh, and they said, uh, that for the time is near, let the one who does wrong still do wrong, let the one who is filthy still be filthy, but let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness, and let the one who is holy keeps, still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly. My reward, there you go, is with me to render it to every man according to what he has done. It's interesting. God is the only one who can render to every person what, what they've done. We, we couldn't do that because we can't judge hearts. We can't judge motives. We can't judge. But God can do that. Because he, he, can, he, can, he can judge you by his, your works. Why? Because he knows why you did your works. <laughs> right? Very important. Um, Let the one who does wrong. Yeah, okay, so behold, I'm coming quickly. And render every man's glory and wisdom. Uh, and then we go to verse 13 through 21 where he talks to uh, non-believers. Final, final words. Final words. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they might have the right to the tree of life and might enter the gates into the city. Outside, in quotes, outside, because that's the lake of fire. Outside of this beautiful eternal state is the lake of fire. There's only two states; They're both eternal. This is eternal life, and that's eternal death. And his point is, eternal death is where the dogs and the sorcerers and the moral persons and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. By the way, the word dogs here is, is most likely a, not about animals as much as it is about you know, Gentiles, non-believing Gentiles. That's what they called them. Um, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. The Spirit says... The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Let everyone he- who hears say, come. And let one who is thirsty come. Let one who wishes to take from the water of life without cost come. Th- that's Christ's appeal to believers. It's like, don't, don't, don't fix yourself up. Don't make yourself better. Come. Come. I will rescue you. Verse 18. And I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God shall add to him the plagues there. If anyone takes away the words from the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part in the tree of life and of the holy city, which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming. Come, Lord Jesus. That word, come, Lord Jesus, is the word Maranatha we get. Or the word Maranatha. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. um Okay, well, I wanted to get through that. Um, I cover that really in, in, in here in the latter part of this, if you want to go online and get the fill in the blank if you can't handle it. <laughs> um, but if you go, come to this picture here, this picture of the, um, the um, different worldviews there, um, see if I can get to it real quick. So there, there are only two worldviews, and and the quicker we understand this, the, the better off we'll all be. And um, when I drew this out back when I was, I told you about my my journey towards becoming a worshipper. That uh, I'm still in in that process. I'm still in that journey. Um, I, I, what what was what became so clear to me is that. Um, so much of my time, I, I live my life in a me-centered universe. The me-centered universe is just so clear. Like, I'm, I'm on the throne, and everybody circles around me. Like, it's, 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 it's my world. You ever see uh, Fox? Um, Fox's, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Waters, Waters? What does he say at the end of his thing? Uh, this is it, this is my world, right? <laughs> Well, let me say, that's God, okay? That's not waters. <laughs> he says, this is my world. I mean, this, is and this is my world, okay? And, and only God has the, has, the, has the ability to say that. And so either I'm functioning experientially in this universe or I'm functioning experientially in this universe. And the two do not meet. They're utterly, completely opposite. Um, my decisions here are to please myself. My decisions here are to please God at all costs. Th- those, those don't meet. And so as as we think about, um, and he says, and when we see him, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Um, we're going to struggle with this, this, this side of eternity, but we won't struggle with it in the eternal state. What a great promise we have to be able to know that the decisions of my heart now actually are preparing me to be able to live in a state like that. Um, you know, F- First John says that as we come to grips with these things, um, fascinating is, he says, every single person as a believer in Christ who has this hope, what is the hope? that when we see him, we will be like him. Everyone who has this hope as believers in Christ, fixed on him, Christ, what does he do? He purifies himself just as he is pure. We don't have to purify ourselves in the eternal state, but the process of us saying, putting God on the throne is the process of purification in this life. It's the process of living for him in this life. He says, everybody, John says, everybody who has a clear understanding of the eternal state, heaven, all the things I'm I, I'm talking about here, have the ability to dial that back to this life and to make the right decisions in this life to become more like Christ. That, that's so powerful to me. It's, it's amazing. So, you know, st- studying about heaven, reminding each other about heaven, encouraging one another all the more as we see the day drawing near um, thinking about heaven, um, desiring home these are not on un- are not uh, things that we should shy away from these are things we should embrace These are things that are important because they should have the ability this life to help us make the right decisions to that's the premise of this whole class so, um, so wrapping things up. As you think about the last four weeks, which areas stand out as most significant from your perspective, or or, or today? <laughs> um, what, what, just just in closing, what are your thoughts? What areas stand out most for you personally? Okay. Okay. Um.
2: The, before I thought was the first.
0: Week. Mm-hmm. Great. It's great. It's great. Thank you. Right. It just
1: go as far. Just go as far as you can go. Yeah. I don't get
0: it. Yeah. All of and us. I really. Amen. Amen. So, I use the language of jugular, really jugular. You know, Francis Schaefer here. You s- anybody. I'm I'm yeah. Yeah. going be rude, but I have to go do yeah. something for Okay. So Anything you'd say in closing? or?
3: Um, I I think I told you it's kind of your fault. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, a lot of people who see my. Like not, not making it that because it's so long to type you know, but does it is true what are you what are you most oh, I can't be dogmatic yeah. I still wonder about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. so maybe you could email us. I'd
0: be glad you. to yeah you bet or
3: just me everything counts in Maritech 7, 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: yeah I'd be glad to do that um Francis is, is everybody know who Francis Schaefer is um he was I don't I don't even think he's still alive I believe he's he was Probably the the foremost, one of the foremost theologians in twentieth century. I'm guessing. I mean, other ones like C, you know C.S. Lewis and other other authors. And Francis Schaeffer was. He used to ask this probing question. He says, "How, as a result of this, how then should we live?" And um, you know, understanding what you've learned so far about heaven, what implications? Ha- does it have for you today, and how is the glory of God at stake in how I live? It's clear to you, uh, it's clear to me, I guess for you, but it's clear to me in, in, in heaven that the glory of God is at stake in how I live. Well, sometimes I really screw that up. It has, testimony like a,
1: has to be some heartfelt oh like my goodness.
0: Yeah. abandonment. Totally.
1: Like, totally. Like, like, I screwed up this Yeah,
0: thing. yeah. and... And that it's, it's, it's holistic, it's all in, it's my whole being, it's my whole heart, it's my whole passion, it's my whole affection, it's my whole aspiration, it's my whole appetite.
2: You know, like, I came from a Christian, non-believers. brother is one to judge for the Lord, protecting you know. him. Oh,
0: gibberish! Well, that's the beauty of of the body of Christ, right? I mean, it is it, from because the standpoint he, gives, of encouragement he gives you and, and, definitely. Yeah, he, he
2: lifts me and brings. Yeah, and sometimes I think what me through. Absolutely, it, and you know,
0: what what we'll see more and more, if you haven't experienced it yet, you will, is that bonds of the fellowship of Christ are thicker than the bonds of family. Mm-hmm. They're. If you have family in this world and they're brothers and sisters in Christ, that's just like, it's gold, right? But those, those, those bonds be um, stronger and stronger, it and is. that will be eternal. Yeah. Anything else on that, then? Anything God's impressing your heart to change or do differently? Amen. We, we all fall short. We,
2: well, I can, let me speak for. I know I fall short. But I get
0: up a new day, walking closer to Him. Trying to do and letting Him shine. Amen. Amen. Thank you. The Others. You know, as as uh, believers sitting in classes, trying to learn more, all of us have to wow. think through. Okay, how is this truth going to help in? may become more like Christ. What what should I do different? So that's my encouragement to you. Kind of point us back to these learning objectives that we started the whole class with, which was very clearly, um, I'm gonna run through them really quickly and then we'll close. That you may know the end of your days and how transient you are. You would personally comprehend and intensely long and recommend to others the place that's prepared for us. Gain perspective in order to make wise decisions in this life. Purify yourself to become more like Christ. Strengthen the hope that lies within you. It it increase your passion for the lost and that you would be forever transformed so your personal role in God's master plan grows and becomes conscientiously intentional and altered now and forever. Um, That's my goal. Hope hope we've at least touched on some of these things. Would somebody like to close us in prayer? Great. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful uh, day. Um, we will not be having any uh, classes during the summer, but we will get going in the fall uh, with another class. So, more to come on which one that is. I'm trying to finalize that up right now, but um, we'll let you know. Thank you, everybody. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I, uh, I need it. (laughs)
1: Do you have one done? One knee done?
0: I've had my hip done now. Uh, This year I've had my left knee done, and now I'll have my right knee done.
2: See, I had my right knee done first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's. uh, I hope I'm going to become the bionic man, maybe.
3: can't walk.